Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's Coming Up Podcast. Oh, it feels good to say. I know. Uh, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by the Escape from Grandma video game. <laughs> and by Snow Day, the most fun day in Springfield. <laughs> right? Ever. Any other sponsors can you think of? Oh, man, there was one, and I totally forgot it. So uh, let's say no. Uh, Treasure Island. Treasure Island. That's the one I was going to say. Uh, it's about <laughs> it's a guy patches. with an eye patch uh, <laughs> and a bit of parrot on his shoulder <laughs> and one gold tooth. And, and the fine folks at the <laughs> publishing <laughs> house. <laughs> and his name is Bluebeard? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are here to discuss um, Bart Gets an F, which is the first episode of the second season. It originally premiered October 11th, 1990. It was written by David Stern and directed by David Silverman. But enough about that. We are here <laughs> with our love. Enough about that, meaning we will not touch upon that subject for <laughs> the rest of that this episode. That episode is over. <laughs> Bye. Uh, we are here with our lovely guest, the very talented, very funny, uh, very, very Sean cute. Perlman. Cute. Thank you, boy. Guys. You're Hi. cute too. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're such a cute boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have to you have to talk like that. What the a rest professional start to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just objectify like the fuck out of me. <laughs> look at him. Look He's at you. cute. <laughs> you it's like an open mic eyes. host who's like, yeah, this is so tricky. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a credit. <laughs> oh God. What a world. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, can't, I just have. Some sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, what a dystopian we could never understand. <laughs> Next chick, she's real lovely. That's a good one. That's lovely. a real. That sneaks oh. up. That sneaks up around the back door. Where it's like oh, she's yeah. real lovely. You're oh. like, oh, is that a no? That's not a compliment. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello, guys. <laughs> and then you just go, this is my dick. <laughs> what? <laughs> what open mic is this? <laughs> What's going on? Comedy Hall. Yeah. Hi, uh, Sean. Sean, do you Thank like us. The Simpsons? I love The Simpsons. Yes. That's great to hear. I love. <laughs> the Simpsons. Really unsure that I. That I uh, here's that here's yeah. so here's something. Uh, you're one of my best friends. I've known you for a long time, and I don't think we've really talked about The Simpsons yet. We yeah we haven't. And in, in the same, it's it's something like where you know The Simpsons is just so good. Uh, it's such a masterpiece that I almost don't talk about when things are just you know. A hundred percent, you know, because like, it's just like, oh, just I unsaid. like food. Yeah. Do you like food? Yeah, exactly. Of course, I like yeah. food. I like the Beatles. I yeah. like exactly. the, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I understand that completely also because i know you to be someone who loves film and is a bit of a cinephile and loves picking apart and analyzing films yes. so yeah to have something that's just irrefutably good is really no <laughs> yeah. fun yeah it's not because there's nothing to <laughs> yeah. pick apart yeah it's sort of like dating a guy who was never really like mean or like did anything jerky it just didn't work out right <laughs> totally. yeah sean yes or, <laughs> or totally like when and like you're you like know. i wish i could point to something and be like and then he did this and it's like there's nothing uh, and it's also why i Mother Teresa and Gandhi. Sure. Yeah. Mother Teresa, if we're going to talk about this, she actually wasn't that awesome of a lady. Really? Why? Yeah. Tell us. Uh, oh my God, this is <laughs> she, she believed that. Facts are also genuinely the, it's way more interesting to hear this from you than to read about it. I like. So yeah, I want to oh do. Actually hear I should just summarize Wikipedia <laughs> for everybody. She thought that um, to be uh, impoverished was um, a privilege. Gross? Oh. She <laughs> thought it was super gross. No, she thought that it was a privilege because it humbled you and so she actively worked toward keeping the poor poor in some respect i don't know the full details of that also like her chair
similarities were really corrupt. Anyway, whatever. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and like <laughs> the hospitals that she helped, quote unquote, um, were just completely unsanitary and weren't up to code. Jesus. So now do Gandhi. Anyway. Oh, Gandhi <laughs> was a womanizer. <laughs> yeah. He, he, Is that uh, true? I think so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Don't meet your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lesson. So, so, <clears throat> so you do like The Simpsons. I love The Simpsons. Yeah. You picked an episode that so I'm so formative, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, honestly, in my like, for a sense of humor, I think like it is number one with a bullet. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So did, did, yeah. did you watch it as a kid or did you get, time, yeah. get more into it as an adult? What's your story with this? Oh, as a kid, just I was obsessed with it. And then uh, at a certain point, you know, I just stopped watching it. Uh, you know, I know it's still on, uh, but you you know, I think a lot, like a lot of people haven't uh, been watching the new ones. But um, it's something that I will be very sad about when it's canceled. Not canceled, but when it goes off the air. It's a popular <laughs> show. <and Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they devoted episode to yeah. Mother Teresa and Gandhi. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> That's when they'll get canceled. <laughs> you know, they've got advertisers to appease. Canceled yeah. with a K. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really, like you know, uh, it's done. You know, it's it's, it's the uh, the originator of crazy humor, as I yes. like to yeah to call it, which is you know, I guess postmodern comedy in, in in my eyes. It's that and Mr. Show are like the two formative like things in my life. You know, yeah, for comedy. Your your stand up and then just your friendship humor i guess i'll call it is so <laughs> so s i i would have never considered it being simpsonsy cuz it's just funny but it's it i definitely oh, can see you. that cuz it's just this absurdism like silliness and you you start to see that at the beginning of season 2 which is why i love this episode so yeah. much yeah. because you get the heart really going in this episode and yeah. finally yeah. bart's not just this guy on your t-shirt who's like you know screw you mom and dad right yeah. he really tries in this episode and, and it makes sense to me why it would be anyone's favorite. Um, but is there something about this episode in particular that made you choose it for the podcast? Well, first I want to say that I was surprised going back and watching this one because I knew it was an early season episode. And I, I just had, you know, I hadn't seen the early seasons in a while. And I and I was like, wow, I'm surprised at how well this episode held up. So really, like it's season two. They really hit their stride, I think. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and then, uh, yeah, this episode uh really strikes me as a great balance of the heart and the uh and you know and then the the wit of the simpsons and it made me cry the yeah. uh, when bart cries in that scene with miss krabappel god i just really <laughs> it's so real. broke down in tears yeah i yeah. Re yeah i remember as a kid every single time I watched this episode, I would cry during that scene and oh. it was you know i think it like tapped into this frustration as a kid um, I don't, you know, I wasn't like an underachiever man, um, but, <laughs> but uh, am I talking loud right now? No, I you're just good. found out that I'm a loud talker. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? you're fine, you're it's true. I just, uh, I'm screaming. I, it's like, uh, I, it's weird when you talk really loud, then no one's going to like, if you were screaming and being murdered, if you're being stabbed, then you can't like, no one's going to come running, you know, cause they're going to be like, that's that guy talking about being stabbed in an Iraq. <laughs> well, it's no. not that you talk loud, Sean, but you are speaking to us from the parking lot right now. So <laughs> I think that there's. It, we're, we try to meet you in the middle, so if it does get a little pitchy, then oh, we'll try our best in the post. So. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this episode, you know, really is, uh, I just, I, I remember it being uh, just, uh, you know, just pulling at my heartstrings emotionally and really identifying with Bart and the frustration of, you know, when you grow up and you really try, you're all at something, but you still 
can't succeed. It's like, you know, um, you know, and I think at the, at the time I was around the same age as him. Uh, and so, yeah, I really identified with that. And I, 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 you know, and then the fact that like Miss Krabappel in that scene is just so smug and she just writes him off as like, well, you got another, you know, another fail right. time to pull out big red, you know, all that <laughs> stuff yeah. uh, is just, you know, like, and, and it was great. It's just such a great little, cause it's a very funny line, the big red thing. And then, then, you know, to see Bart break down that just emotional shift was so cool and so smart of the simpsons it's like a you know a very heavily sophisticated show uh not just in the comedy but in the uh you know in the way that they play the drama as well i can't believe it i know i know another year together oh it's gonna be hell (laughs) what's the matter well i would think you'd be used to failing by now no you don't understand I really tried this time. I mean, I really tried. There, there. <laughs> this is as good as I can do, and I still failed. Well, a uh, 59, it's a high F. Who am I kidding? I really am a failure. <laughs> oh, oh, now I know how George Washington felt when he surrendered Fort Necessity to the French in 1754. What? Oh, you know, 1754, the famous defeat of the French. Oh. My God, Bert, you're right. You just demonstrated applied knowledge. And due to the difficulty and relative obscurity of the reference, you deserve an extra point on your exam. Hey, it's only fair. You mean I passed? Just barely. (gasps) I passed! I got a D minus! I passed! I passed! I passed! I passed! I passed! I got a D minus! I passed! I got a D minus! I passed! I got a D minus! I passed! Absolutely. So before we get too deep into um, summarizing the plot, for those who are listening who haven't watched this episode in a while, what we like to do is read a little bit from the episode guide bit and guide bit. We read from the episode guidebook, uh, the first paragraph of the summary, <laughs> and then you know you can fill us in on and anything that they left out. Um, what if I just turned Canadian in the middle of this podcast? Yeah. Well, it kind of reminds me, you have a very good Valley Girl impression, and oh. it's one of my favorite voices, and I kind of want you to read it. Okay. <laughs> Valley like Boy, that. take this offense. Oh my God! I don't know how we long don't want to ruin this summary, but maybe just a my, taste. Well, okay, I'll do. I'll do. I'll do a taste of my Valley Girl. It's mostly just vowels, um, where I just go ha. Uh, <laughs> ha. Uh, um, I can't even. I can't, oh, maybe I can't even time. was good too, but that's more millennial. <laughs> millennial. Uh, oh, oh, it's uh, ha and. I'm so bad. <laughs> that's another, that's another <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see a full-fledged character of that in the future if you tune into the Julia Prescott channel on was your Polly, local YouTube. Polly Shore was just doing a Valley Girl thing, right? I mean, the movie Encino Man takes place in the Valley. I always thought it was weird oh, that it was yeah. titled Encino I Man didn't too. Know. Did you guys know? I mean, you, you're not, you, you know, you, you're, well, you're close to LA, but you, uh, you, you know, like, did you know that the Encino? Oh wait, you're from Los Angeles. What yeah, I'm <laughs> from North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you w- didn't you find it weird, Jules, that like you know that pe- that it was called Encino Man? 
what a weird thing. I mean, do people outside of Los Angeles and specifically oh. even like the Valley like know what Encino was? I don't think so. And you know what? I never really thought too hard about it yeah. because I've never thought too hard about Polly Shore's career. Well, that's your first mistake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Though I will vouch that Son-in-Law is a great Thanksgiving movie. If you, We need more Thanksgiving yeah. movies. It's yeah, a great do. one. But I agree, Sean. <laughs> anyway, we're trying to do a lot of digressions. Well. This is how like we talk to each other, both in in my friendship with Jules and Ali. Like, yeah, I, we we you know we uh, it's kind of like an ADD conversation. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> which will be a delight yeah. for everyone to listen to. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay, uh, Mrs. Krabappel alerts Bart that he is in danger of flunking history if he does not do better on his next test. Bart ignores her warnings and goofs off rather than studying, playing video games after school and watching TV with Homer that night. Figuring he is going to fail the latest exam, Bart pretends to be sick and tricks the nurse into sending him home. <laughs> he continues his act for his parents, but he cannot fool Lisa. After she confronts him, Bart realizes that he needs to do something about the test and decides to cheat. He calls Milhouse to get the answers. Unfortunately for Bart, Milhouse's answers are wrong, and he gets another <laughs> failing grade. Uh, anything else that you would like to fill in the holes of that brief summary? Um, I, uh, I, I love um, the, uh, I love that the the winter, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, <laughs> now Sean's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm next. <laughs> What's the, um, um, the um, snow day like scene yeah. is great oh, no, and next. it's beautifully animated too. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. It's very like I read a the little Grinch. <laughs> yeah, I read a little bit about it and David Silverman was the animation director of this episode and he said that it was like the hardest sequence that he's ever had to direct and animate because there were so many pans and yeah. the perspective oh, yeah. was all over the place. It reminds me of the Charlie Brown stuff. Yeah. Like I'm the, sure the opening of that. Part of mm. what they were going for. They love Charlie Brown. They have yeah. a few little <laughs> nods here and there. Yeah. Oh, that's great. They told you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they love Charlie Brown. God, they the told really they originated the everything. The, the Charlie yeah. Brown. Yeah. But they had the, I, I'm saying that because they have a f- so many references to it. Mm-hmm. But the, mm-hmm. you know, them all singing uh, <laughs> in, at the end of the Halloween episode. And then yeah. the Charlie Brown candle that melts down to yeah. Charlie's head yeah, is my Mrs. favorite. <laughs> oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But also David Silverman said that he was proud of this episode because he feels like this is when they started to hit their stride yeah. animation-wise as well as writing-wise, totally. but animation-wise like, you know, he was just really proud of of how all the animators like expressed the character's emotion and whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, there's so much movement and, you know, like part of the ending of this um Maybe it's because there's some snow or because it's so kid-oriented. It reminds me of Calvin and Hobbes. Like, just kind of uh-huh. the, the jumping into the air. I kissed the teacher. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> the pacing of this episode with moments like that is really great. And it's a different kind of episode. I mean, granted, this is the first episode of season two. Um, it was actually supposed to be the third episode, I found out in my research. Um, but since Bart, it was like peak Bart at this time. It was like yeah. the Bart Simpson show. They decided to switch it around because it was uh, more of a Bart episode. Do you know what it was going to be? It or was going to be um, the Blinky episode. The Whoa. three eyes on really? every fish episode. I'm so happy <laughs> for every choice that yeah. led them to yeah. doing this because it's such a good opener. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, you know, this episode... Again, granted, it's an earlier episode. It isn't super joke, 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 as we see later in some of the episodes in like yeah. season three, four, five, whatever. Um, but I love how much heart is in it. Yeah. And there's actually, so I did a little bit of research and I found um, some quotes that I want to read um, that I think really summarizes like the feeling of The Simpsons at this time and really like why I think it's endured. 
Um, so around this time, a lot of like parents were criticizing the show for Underachiever and Proud of It, which they do a little like <laughs> sly nod to yeah. in the dialogue in this episode. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, they thought that this episode was like a response to the controversy. And James L. Brooks said, uh, we're not responding to the controversy, but we're mindful of it. I do think it's important for us that Bart does badly in school. These are students. Li- oh, sorry. There are students like that. Besides, I'm wary of TV where everyone's supposed to be a role model. You don't come across role models in real life. Why should TV be full of them? Yes. Mm. I thought I that was great. Really yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Uh, speaking to that, so Shawnee said that you weren't really an underachiever, but you did relate to Bart in this. I could see that kind of working in adult life too, just right. especially in like this career, just like you're really just, I'm doing it as hard as I can. Yes, Why yeah. do I not have these mm-hmm. things that I deserve? Absolutely. Um, I feel like I was uh, a, a an, I, I felt like it was an, like an accidental underachiever. Like I wanted, I did, tr- you know, like I feel like I did, uh, I, if without, really really paying attention to it or working to fix it i would automatically go into doing the least possible work uh and just coasting by uh you know and just wanting to like play and do stuff so in that way i did relate to bart and you know i really didn't like that quality even when i was that age and i really knew it was something that would affect me like later in life so i worked really hard to fix it and it was something that i developed that it's a huge contributor to anxiety today and in my life basically yeah you're very very organized and have perfect handwriting (laughs) (laughs) yeah this asian school girl writing it truly (laughs) is and you're very anti-bart in terms of your your like work that goes into stuff now so it's funny that you saw this as a kid and and that it could have have shaped that in some ways yeah yeah wait but when you were a kid and you were kind of like putting things off to the last minute and underachieving were you still getting pretty good grades yes um okay. i felt like uh i was like clever and i could i just <laughs> knew what to do you know i thought you know so i i could always kind of coast by by doing like the i knew exactly what to do to coast by right um you know and uh but i really knew that i mean it was like haunting at that point where i was just like i know how lazy i am naturally at this age and i really know that this is going to affect my future if i don't right right and and to have that self-awareness of knowing that you're perfectly capable and you could be star 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 student if you really applied yourself but knowing that you were like really really smart and really capable and having that be sort of an excuse to like underachiever or yeah, go under the radar a little bit. Absolutely. I see yeah. that a lot, and I think that that's very relatable. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I think that, yeah, it was it was very, yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, I think, like, um, it's always, uh, you always think that also, like, if you can, you know, you, you're always uh, sort of at that age anti-authority and so if the teacher's telling you to do something there's like a natural (laughs) childlike like rebellion where you're like well what if i just she said to read the whole chapter but what if i just read the the front part and the back part (laughs) and then kind of skimmed by the the rest of you know i would just do stuff like that yeah and then yeah i remember yeah it was very uh i know you guys relate to that i yeah (laughs) i i was bart to a t i i got all d's and c's and f's in school and was a really bad student but loved by my teachers because i was very clever and funny Mm -hmm. uh and i loved anytime we did an art project i got a pluses anything that involved creativity but like when it got to like middle school i just struggled so much and like 
there were times where I did put the work in of studying. Granted, it was towards the end of the semester when you realize, like, I, if I don't pass this test, I will not pass this right. yeah. class. And so then you kind of put it all in. And then I, you know, I, I did fine on a test. Like, I got a C- minus or something. But because I'd missed just a whole semester of schoolwork, you know, I just didn't end up passing. And it was like the most brutal thing. And it was just like, there's truly nothing I could do now because I made my bed and now I'm sleeping in it. Yeah. And yeah. it was so hard. Of course, I didn't have to repeat a grade. So there wasn't quite that threat. But just it really hits home. Just kind of like, I just can't do it. And then your parents kind of wondering like, oh, like she's trying her best. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I also want to speak to a very specific thing that I think is really funny in this is Homer keeping Bart from studying. That was also a really big part. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm here, I might as well kill two birds with one stone. What's a big idea? You covered up my paper. <laughs> Look at those funny little whiskers. Ooh, that reminds me. It's Big Gorilla Week on Million Dollar Movie. Come on, boy. I uh, know, Dad. I should really... <laughs> Ooh, Gorilla the Conqueror, the granddaddy of them all. Oh, well, maybe just one more hour. <laughs> it's so unfair, just because he's different. Well, time to hit the books. <laughs> Burning the candle at both ends, eh, boy? Uh, my, my, my dad would watch, have us watch The Simpsons, and of course he only means it to be fun, and you know, ah, don't do that now. Come watch The Simpsons with right. us. Yeah. And why would you ever say no? So it's hard. I feel bad for Bart. Bart wants to do well, but then there are all these really fun things. And I feel like so often, especially as adults, when we're trying to get our writing done, there are parties happening, and you really want to go. Always. Every day there's something happening. There's yeah. always something always happening in like L.A. Yeah. and probably where you guys are from, too, uh, listeners at home. And, like, it's really hard, but you have to decide at some point what's more important yeah, to you. That and snow it's day so scene hard. was so relatable. I was like, God, uh, that really is how it's like. It's a perfect image of like, you know, yeah, you, whenever you're writing, you're like, oh, you think everyone is out there doing heroin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I then, love heroin. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Oh, God. We shared a needle. It's, and <laughs> it's so nostalgic every time I see a needle like off yeah. the side of the road. Listeners, um, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that point is, is something that's been really present in my mind especially with the start of the new year i don't know if you guys make resolutions yeah. but oh, yeah. um i make like vague resolutions and it's always this um task that i try to put upon myself of finding a happy medium between like staying into write and going out because you need both yeah and i have anxiety about both because when i stay in my writer cave a little too long i get really anxious that i'm not participating in mm -hmm. my generation yeah and like i'm not out there living my life right and then also all of my writing becomes about that yeah which is fine yeah. yeah but but then when you know of course when you're out partying all the time or you're going to shows all the time you get anxious because you should be writing yeah exactly it's hard to find it's that balance. To find balance yeah yeah life is, <laughs> life is complex, why we're ending it all. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. We all take a cyanide pill together. Um, just I one? You guys just got one. We're yeah. cheap. It's what? Threes, I guess. Oh, okay. No, well, you want to be one third dead? No, we want to be all no, dead. We want to be all Julia, dead. But how did you we want to suffer up? a little bit. <laughs> life is suffering. Um, I, I wanted to just say one thing. I relate so 
clearly to Bart in that scene when he cries. Um, because I yeah. was, uh, like you, Allie, I like excelled in the creative subjects, like English, I always got an A. Always. Art, I always got an A or whatever. Film, A, whatever. And I remember um, just sitting there and knowing that I was going to fail. Like yeah. knowing that, uh, having that clear Bart moment of there's just no way. Yeah. And so I panicked and flipped the test over and just wrote this full essay I've done that to too. my teacher saying, yeah. look, Mr. Russell, I'm so sorry that I didn't have time to study for this or I'm just not getting it, but I promised to do these things. And like I <laughs> outlined a whole schedule yep. and I was like, I'll come by after school. I'll do this. I'll do that. Please, please, please. And I remember it kind of worked that yeah. one time. Yeah. He like pulled me to the side at the end of the class and, um, he was very funny. He was a very sweet man, but he had a very strong speech impediment. And I just remember him going, Julia, you're very <laughs> Canadian? eloquent. With your <laughs> yeah, he was Canadian. <laughs> so anyway, I was very eloquent with my words. And uh, and so I got kind of, I got to slide past, yeah. but it didn't always no. work. I, that's how I got by, was by charming my way into a better grade. Yeah. I cheated and lied. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and murdered what? and stole. <laughs> well, what, does, what does that say to how... I don't think that's a good or bad... I mean, obviously, you should study and you should, you know, apply yourself in, in ways that, from the get-go, that's something that I always kicked myself for. I should have been paying attention to math from the get-go yeah. instead of sliding by. Um, but I think that that kind of feeds into, um, not a necessary skill, but a useful skill yeah. as an adult and a creative adult. Um, to sort of try and figure out ways that you can navigate. Navigate, yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, Bart is a perfect example of someone who's able to do this. Like, he, it's because of the very compelling vulnerability that he shows. But he did try. And he, mm -hmm. like, I kind of forgot when rewatching this episode that he shows applied knowledge. Yes. Yeah. And it's, like, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I kind of loved it. And He's I love that Mrs. Krabappel allowed him to get the extra point for that. And yeah, instead of great. being like yeah. a stickler for rules, <laughs> I I also that's how life should work. Yeah. I, I really like Mrs. Krabappel saying, just, uh, you know, she sees that Bart is, is sad. But the things that she says here are so funny. She says, I thought you'd be used to failure by yeah. now. <laughs> right. And, uh, well, it's a high F. And I remember yeah. a teacher saying the same thing to me. Aww. And I was just like, that doesn't help me. I know. <laughs> but it, I like that it sort of establishes this rapport that they both have. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have that with a teacher, Sean? As a, as a failure? As a failure. <laughs> no, but like, you know, they maybe know you're you. struggling in the class, but they kind of like talk to you like an adult about it. No, I don't think I did. Really? Uh, yeah, I feel like I was just like, you know, in grade school i feel like i was like a little giggly shy Aww. polite asian boy who was just <laughs> like i want you I, even if i'm not doing well i want you to think that i'm a nice bo little boy <laughs> yeah you know and i was like it was really important for you to not know there's dark shit going on in here <laughs> that's, still, that's still, still true today. about you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 you're um, smiling even when you're crying yeah, i was thinking <laughs> you know like this this episode really brought up a lot of things where I'm like I still have anxiety dreams about like not being prepared for a testing class still happens it's so you know when you're a kid it's like that really is a nightmare it feels like you're falling down a well and you can't grab onto the walls it's like you're just sliding down and uh yeah this uh it really hit close to home there was a thought that I had that I can't remember now but this is yeah um Oh, yeah, that I love that Bart is, like, he's such an American, like, icon. Like, it makes sense that it would they would start off The Simpsons and everyone would be, like, Bart. <laughs> right. um, it just so happens that he's a child, but he's, like, 
such a like why we like Bugs Bunny and Bill Murray and you know and all these characters. All the bees. The, yeah, yeah. All the bees. <laughs> it's such a like an American like a British like you know it's like he's like very self deprecating. He's a loser. Like that's yeah. like the British icon. I mean the the hero of like of Mr. The, Bean, you know, yeah, the other yeah. bee. <laughs> yeah. But Bart is like. I'm a I'm a loser and I'm going to like but I'm the most clever and I skate by and I'm yeah. a natural rebel yeah. and that's kind of like he's the he's Bugs Bunny really like totally yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> get out no um, um, I, I, I yeah. love I love Martin in this episode I was gonna uh, yeah that was my next point it's I, really a Martin episode it really is and Martin and Lisa share some some actually there's a similar joke when lisa gets no signatures in her yearbook at the end of um you know school in summer of six not six but two my <laughs> lord <laughs> That's a tree giant of lisa <laughs> summer of four foot two um she's just like well, i'm not popular but all the time that i spent doing this and this yes. martin has the same That's line a brilliant line from martin it works so well for martin just like yeah. the hours of uh commute or the hall, hall monitors monitor and, and yeah all the things that he's done i mean we start the episode with martin it's in the middle of the book reports and we see martin as ernest hemingway and he's talking about how to make love to a woman like a <laughs> real man <laughs> he says please call me papa which is great uh no child watching this as it originally aired would understand <laughs> what they're trying to joke about but i still didn't get it <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. there's uh, so much in this episode i feel like it like this you know with um you know i feel like they could have had the entire episode just be about that like switch of them you know i know but the fact uh, that they yeah it's just a small part of yeah, yeah. it it shows that i don't know that they they value a greater theme as opposed to just hijinks yeah which I, I really appreciate. They yeah, invented the modern television. So by this, you know, it's like, you know, by this point, it's like they just were like, well, we have a wealth of ideas. Let's just spill them all out. And then I think I later know. on they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Peeling back the curtain <laughs> on how you feel about the later season. No, 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 no. That's uh, it's a great, it's a great show. No, you've it's already just, said it. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's definitely the pioneer thing that's like done everything. So, of right, course, of it can, course. You know, by that time, I'm like, I get it. I get why it's hard to write, uh, yeah. you know, new and original. Well, oh, wait, can we cut this part? No, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. yeah, we, can. <laughs> we actually can. Actually, you know what? Then that'd be great. Yeah, cut that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, something that I think I about a lot. <laughs> well, something that I think about a lot when I watch the earlier seasons, so this season two, um, is just, oh man, they totally didn't need to be this good. Yes, like, The exactly. bar was not set yeah. to a certain level like if it was set anywhere it was to the Flintstones yes and so here they come my uh, favorite cartoon <laughs> why did you do a podcast about cartoon. this then wabba dabba do it's Rick and Morty yeah. Yeah. okay uh, I was proving I've never seen it yeah. <laughs> alright um, uh, yeah I mean they were this primetime animation show um, competing with uh, you know married with children but also in my research, I found out that this was so season two opener. Um, this is the first time that they were up against the Cosby show, mm. which imagine a world where that was a popular television program. I remember it really and, well. And <laughs> Bill Cosby was not a monster. Um, but they, uh, Fox was so confident in the Simpsons at that point that they decided to put them up against them. Yeah. And yeah. they mm -hmm. succeeded, obviously. Yes. They're still here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's something that I always marvel at, that they, they, they could have just 
slacked off. They could have just had the episode be about Martin and Bart switching places, but instead it was yeah. just one layer in a greater. Yeah, they could have been cake. Bart Simpsons, and it, re- yeah, yeah. No, it really reminds me of like uh, the Reese Witherspoon, uh, like in an election where she's saying like uh, Coca Cola is the number one brand, you know, of, mm-hmm. of soda, but and they do the most amount of advertising. They're like, yeah, they don't high, need to yeah. continue. Yeah, yeah and then it's that. like all yeah. the Simpsons writers are Harvard, and it's like, yeah, they're the most like overachieving show in the yeah. history. That's why it's like funny for them to go like, oh yeah, our, our hero is a uh, is a bad, stupid student. You know, <laughs> yeah, stupid, yeah, but you know, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, I just, I, I love that they saw a greater picture than yeah. what was, you know, required of them and, and also what other people were seeing as well. And there was another quote, um, and I don't recall exactly who said it from The Simpsons, but it was part of like maybe Al Jean or part of the core Simpsons people. But they were talking about how season two is often revered as when they started to really like tap into the heart and started to really get their stride with right. that. And um, Al Jean or whoever uh, uh, said, well, we did lay out themes in the first season, but perhaps <laughs> we laid them too intricately for you guys to pick up. Wow. So glad that you guys are on board now. That's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. And um, I don't, n- I guess I don't remember if you feel the same way or Sean, I don't know your opinion, but I think Simpsons hit, I mean, I think that season one is amazing too it is amazing mm-hmm. it's just it keeps adding layers it keeps getting a new kind of amazing yeah yeah but uh, there are a lot of people that say three through eight that's it and wow. i three through eight and i think i feel uh, like it's like the star wars trash compactor it keeps getting smaller <laughs> and smaller yeah <laughs> <laughs> only this episode is good um, so there's a joke in here that i i think is is almost a throwaway in the in the scene the kind of the montage between martin and bart Back to the forecastle of the Pequod. Hmm. Hey, Martin. You have your ball. I, I have nothing else of value. I need you to help me get a passing grade. Well, uh, you do need someone's help to get a passing grade, but I don't know why that someone should be me. Because I can make it so the other kids don't laugh at you so much. They laugh at me? I'd always considered myself rather popular. You're not. Watch. <laughs> But my, my speed with numbers, my years of service as a hall monitor, my prize-winning dioramas, these things mean nothing to them? Perhaps another demonstration. <laughs> Very well. You have made your point, Bart. And it's a deal? Yes. soon you will be ready to try it with a real book. (laughs) 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 Who would have thought that pushing a boy into the girl's laboratory could be such a thrill? The screams, the humiliation, the fact that it wasn't me. I've never felt so alive. Great, Martin. Now, big test is tomorrow, and I haven't even started... Who cares about some test? Life's too short for tests. Hey, I thought we had a deal. (laughs) The Martin Prince you made a deal with no longer exists. Come on, fellows, to the arcade! Martin! Where he's whipping Bart 
teaching him how to read. And he's just like, that's wonderful. Next we could try it with a real book. Yeah. And they just cut so quick. And that's <laughs> so Sean Perlman humor to me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. it made so much sense. that Sha- even though Shawnee loves a twist. Oh, love yeah. Shawnee loves yeah. his twist. <laughs> <laughs> I love your comedy. You know, it's a twist. Too, I don't love twists. I oh, hate them. No. And yet I do. <laughs> that's how much I hate a twist. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you've, you've got a real masterful hold on one-liners that oh, have you. that kind of unexpected I, l- I just love that I really love yeah. like the bait and switch thing um, it's classic joke but it, you, yeah. you do it really well I used to like when I was a kid I'd love pranks uh, I, you know so it's just like I think it's par- I don't know if that's a misdirection but it's like I used to love like okay expectation goes this way and then you go this way that's why I don't know I've always been like a fan of meta and meta uh-huh. to me is like you can you can feel the artist in the work and he is constructing it I mean, he or she uh, yeah why do I don't <laughs> How about they? They. They are constructing it. We're not. They. You know, they. Yeah. yeah it's not but just then two. that's multiple people. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, why don't you take a break and go read Jezebel for about an hour? No, and we're back. <laughs> what if I was like, wow, that was really useful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're liking meta of course, plays into The Simpsons. And specifically in this episode, we, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, um, but they do comment on the Underachiever and Proud of It t-shirt mm-hmm. yeah. because earlier in the episode, so Bart is failing and they have a conference between Mrs. Krabappel and I think the school therapist or psychiatrist yeah. or, or guidance counselor, um, a character we never see again. Yeah. <laughs> but in uh, Marge and Homer are there and... Um, the therapist comments like, you know, he's been consistently failing and this has been the case as always. It almost seems like he's an underachiever and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he just says it outright. That's so, great. I mean, obviously uh, that was a nod to it. Yeah. Despite what James L. Brooks says. <laughs> Can I tell you guys my favorite uh, misdirect in uh, The Simpsons? Absolutely. My first favorite gag is uh, the Homer Crow episode where he becomes like the uh, the leader of the crows. Do you remember this? You guys remember this? He's like Keep the, going. This the is a regular that, episode? Like, yeah, you go. Okay, so yeah, yeah, this is a regular episode. Oh, okay. Um, he becomes like the I, I can't remember it too well, but like I you know so but the uh, but remember the gag so uh-huh. he's at Moe's Tavern and and Homer has all the crows sitting around him uh, and uh, and then and then Mo gets gets mad and he's like hey Homer you can't bring you know uh, these crows in here this ain't a crowbar this <laughs> is a crowbar and then he reaches under the bar <laughs> and pulls out a picture of, <laughs> of a bunch of crows sitting on stools at a bar and then uh there's a little uh like like a thing on the wall a poster for old crow and, that's uh, cool that's great <laughs> yeah that's goes, a very see they got a, they got a, the little stools in there and everything <laughs> <laughs> that must have been a leader episode i too. love that that's great um so what are some of the jokes from this episode that you really really enjoy and if you need to look at the guidebook you can to refresh your memory um yeah i think uh the when he's trying to you you, you made a reference to it but the um the trying to to uh, act like he remembers the book reports, oh, um, yeah. the Robert Louis mm-hmm. Stevenson thing, and then saying who it's like copywritten by. And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I love when he's like, any questions? You know, no, uh, no questions, great. And then oh, <laughs> yeah. Then That's a I, fun yeah. thing that I, I see in stand-up sometimes that I really, really yeah. love. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure I've done it too, of just like, if there are people that are raising their hand, or maybe you're saying like, uh, like, tell me this one thing i don't know and no one says anything you're like i heard this or whatever yeah yeah yeah. it's always fun Mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, yeah, this is you're right about the the tone of the show be, uh, at this point not being as like heavily like gag. I feel like they the the prioritization of like gags over like the heart or like the flow of the episode. But this is a good balance. But it, you're right. This it, it's like still like the storytelling is the thing that drives right. it. You I know, it's more and, humorous than funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of critics were saying like that a New Yorker the... cartoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, New Yorker like cartoons can be. <laughs> the emotionally moved me, and I that's not a popular opinion, but yeah. <laughs> it's a brave one. And <laughs> uh, well, a lot of critics were saying that season one of The Simpsons uh, was more about the family. We're getting to know mm. the family, and a lot of the stories are generated from that core group but then season two was this clear departure of really exploring the world of the simpsons and right. and looking at all of these characters that have been established as the other neighborhoods in or neighbors sorry in springfield and i actually a, a way that exemplifies this is this episode was the first episode that aired with like a new intro yeah uh, which is now the classic one that's going throughout the town um oh. you know i mean they had a little bit of that in the first one but this was like a new revised one right where now we're seeing all of the characters all the other springfieldians that have been established in season one oh, that's great. you know like bart that's quickly so zips past too. Them. they did that you know they copied yeah. that like, they copied that they and they changed it, it. <laughs> they, they <laughs> um, and they've changed that throughout the seasons right. because, of course, it's been on for so goddamn long and then switching over to HD, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that whole sequence leading up to the couch gag is the first time that it's different in this one. And so I think that that's like clear indication that, you know, we're going to understand different characters in this world and it's really expanding it. Yeah. What about All the chalkboard? Do they always do the gag with the... Uh... They always did yeah, the gag. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh, interesting tidbit about this episode is that it is the first episode that we see Mayor Quimby. Ah. Diamond Joe Quimby uh, declaring uh, today day. in Springfield shall be known uh, as Snow, snow Day. <laughs> I love <laughs> Mayor Quimby. Fun day. <laughs> and then I read up also that um, so we just see Diamond Joe Quimby addressing uh, the town. But um, every episode past this, they decided to put that mayor sash on him because right. they just figured how do you know yeah. he's the mayor <laughs> audiences wouldn't pick up that they just he's think he's some guy with a lot of confidence yeah. and i love the philandering they, eye yeah i love that they introduce him on like a need basis like because you know he's uh -huh. needed for that that like gag to work right, whereas like right. you know the, the mayor of the city says this is snow day you know like he yeah then they're like yeah let's just keep him and uh yeah you see a lot of that with the simpsons and i don't know how much of that is just their goals or their original vision yeah. for the show or <laughs> out of necessity because the census has gone on so long that they need to generate new stories so they go back to characters that may have been one-offs um we see that with disco stew he gets right. like a full-fledged background yeah. <laughs> we, we see that with gill uh the real estate agent and who then has a million different jobs <laughs> Um, yeah, Lisa? we see that. No. We see that with Lisa, <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. I think she's a one-off. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like that they do that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not always. Right. <laughs> maybe comic book guy doesn't need like yeah, yeah, really a that. million episodes. <laughs> but um, I do like that they, you know, go back to the treasure trove of what they've already established. Yeah. God, you know when I if I w yeah as a kid if I would have known that as an adult I'd be doing a Simpsons <laughs> podcast I would be thrilled like right? yeah I yeah. would yeah jump click my heels like I yeah I would You'd that's what like, I would do as a, a kid podcast? I was, yeah, I'm <laughs> in. Was, uh, caricature of a boy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to touch upon one joke that I really enjoyed um so I really love the characters of Bill and Marty yeah I think that we don't see them nearly as often in the later seasons as we do earlier 
but um they are so when bart gets down on his knees and he prays for you know a way to save him from his fate of failing this test um there's a big blizzard that comes into town and so the next morning the whole simpsons family is crouched around the radio and they're listening to bill and marty in the morning wake up and look at the snow whoa good morning world it's the Bill and Marty Show. He's Bill. He's Marty. <laughs> Two grown men who can't get enough of each other. And it looks like we've got some snow formation for all those flake lovers out there. Mm-hmm. Springfield Electric, gas and water plants are closed for the day. Oh, now don't forget the nuclear power plant, Bill. Let's close, too. Woohoo! All right! Now, for all you youngsters, you toddlers, this is what you've been waiting for. Springfield County Schools are... I can't read it. I'm too excited. Uh-oh. Springfield County Schools please, please, will please, please, be please. closed. Yeah. And they're <laughs> announcing uh, which schools are closed and the you know offices, whatever. But they have one line before they do that, and they go, Bill and Marty, two adult friends who can't get enough of each other. <laughs> which is so funny. Right. I think morning zoo crews are so funny. I grew up listening to them. Did you guys grow up listening? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mar- we were a Mark and Brian family right, on KLOS right. in Los Angeles. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that, God, morning zoo crews are just so funny in that, like, wh- who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> and they are it's so, funny so zany. That, that this show is like, yeah. you know, aimed towards, I mean, it's just like, as a child, I just would have, I know that I'm sure many, many, many guests have talked about this, but like, just that would have went way over my head. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. That's so subtle. I know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's incredibly subtle. Well, and then they kind of redefine subtlety with joke telling through the signs, through visual right. gags like that. And so I think that that was something that they have just maintained from the get go. Yeah. And, and in watching it as an adult, like, double dipping and seeing it again those are the kernels that stick out that are like really savory and i think that that's you know why also simpsons fans have endured in in maintaining their loyalty because you can just keep re-watching episodes of the simpsons pick up on another joke that these harvard boys have just (laughs) really tried to slip in under the radar um and it's a delight i also really love that lisa um talks about god in a way that is they so in this climate i imagine come out coming out and saying just like i'm an atheist would not really fly yeah Uh but there is still this like i don't know what he is but you know you asked for something and you got it therefore something because she's like the intellectual of the series and it's like to have her yeah yeah i heard you last night bart you prayed for this now your prayers have been answered i'm no theologian i don't know who or what god is exactly all I know is he's a force more powerful than mom and dad put together, and you owe him big. You're right. I asked for a miracle, and I got it. I got to study, man. Yeah, um, I really yeah. loved yeah. that. They've always treated spirituality in a very kind way. That wasn't... I mean, you could put your own perception of it, sure. uh, left-leaning, yeah. right-leaning, or whatever. <laughs> but um, I feel it's like it's... not right-leaning. <laughs> not right. He's my favorite character. I, I yeah. What you, I mean, I'm sure you guys have discussed this. Core Lisa is my favorite character. Yeah, I love Lisa. her. Well, she's like the the smartest character on the show. Of by the far, Simpsons, but, yeah. but funniest yeah. Phil yeah. Hartman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funniest Phil Hartman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Troy McClure, I guess. Troy McClure. I've I've stated, and I will stick by it. 
I uh, am always excited when Chief Wiggum is invited to the party. We love Chief. Um, I love him. Yeah. He's so funny. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my pick for Springfieldian. It's hard to pick. Yeah. It's I also know. like, yeah, like when I say Lisa, I'm like, I'm like, well, I identify with her the most. Not that I think, um, you know, but I'm like, well, she's the, the, the yeah. straight girl. Like, that's like what your, her character is. And, uh, you know, uh, but there's so many funny ones. It's great. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the God line I, I, I like particularly just because it gives you the, the perfect out for this episode. I think the last line yeah. of the episode is hilarious. Part of this D minus belongs to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It made me actually laugh out loud. Yeah. It's so good. Um, so I'm going to read the stuff you may have missed. And since this is such an early episode and they could not have possibly, uh, anticipated there being a episode guidebook outlining these right. things, right. sometimes they're hit or miss. You didn't get the, the edition when you know, in second season they, they released one, but it was like really, really thin. It was like a pamphlet. No, I didn't. I didn't see that. And they thought the show was going to be canceled Barnes in the middle Noble. of second season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, sometimes these are. These are real great. First one out of the gate. Millhouse sits in the front seat of the bus. That's <laughs> I will one say, of the stuff. let's talk about Millhouse's voice not being developed yeah. yet. Isn't that a fun treat when like Millhouse, I don't even know what I'd call that voice, but it's not Millhouse we know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that Millhouse is, is kind of an underachiever in this episode as well. <laughs> yeah. I think that you look at Millhouse and you think, oh, classic geek, classic yeah, yeah, nerd. So he's the perfect one to <laughs> yeah. cheat off of, but that's just not always the case. Smart twist. Yeah. I love that. Also, yeah. he's dumb. Yeah. yeah. He's just, yeah. <laughs> but like, that's such a great character is like a dumb geek who like he, do, he doesn't he's it's a like dumb dork yeah he's a dumb dork he doesn't win but he also i mean like he, he's like yeah he's not popular and he also is stupid yeah <laughs> i love it i love it because of course that's uh, relatable yeah. and there are actual people like that um, Hello? this one's pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one's pretty nice uh there's a poster in the nurse's office that reads give a hoot brush <laughs> <laughs> what if I got that when I was a kid? I'm like, that's actually the only joke I got this episode. <laughs> I just love give a hoot on a poster for yeah. a child. It's pretty funny. Uh, this this one's pretty great. Bart wears a purple shirt in this episode instead of the usual orange one. That's huge. Uh, that's huge. And but not true. Remember the game where it's you had to true. spray paint all the purple, purple things? Shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I remember mean, that? Maybe. The, this the the NES game. Well, Did we play it? Uh, Bart versus versus the Space Mutants. No. Super fucking hard game was it <laughs> can i curse them? yes okay. it's too late it's now. Oh. <laughs> yeah we will not cut that out it collapses your podcast <laughs> i only this i only live. played the simpsons arcade game um that's a great simpsons that is a very run. great yeah yeah Maybe i should yeah. play bart versus space mutants i still ha I'm i have sure it in a box and play. like you know. i'm sure there's like a way to do it online too that's great it's the hardest game of all time but you have to spray there's a level where you have to spray paint all the purple things like a different color because the space mutants i don't know anyway. naturally yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh this one's pretty good i'll skip all the other ones because they're super super dumb um but uh in the flashback to 1776 that bart is tr you know having while he's studying uh benjamin franklin's new sled has don't sled on me written that's on so it. funny it's pretty funny also i love i love their use of historical flashbacks yes and i love There's how they're drawn that. in this one they just have giant noses <laughs> yeah they look kind of like muppets yeah or like it. beaker from yeah the muppets specifically yeah, so during that, uh, for the people who haven't seen this in a while, um, so Bart is, he has a test on, on colonial America, 
and um, he's really, really trying to study while everybody's out having a snow day, and he's like really, really focusing. And so then we flash to him uh, in 1776, surrounded by all of the earlier patriots, and they're in the middle of you know figuring out the Declaration of Independence, whatever, whatever. But then in the middle of that, they get distracted, and uh, there's a snow day back then as well. And they <laughs> in all the middle of July, in the middle of July, and they all run out and have a snow day while Bart is like distracted and frustrated. Gotta study, gotta study, gotta study. Chapter six, four days in Philadelphia. First Continental Congress faced a difficult job. Could the delegates agree on recommendations that all Americans could support? We hold these truths to be self-evident. We hold these truths to be self-evident. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That all men are created equal. That from that equal creation, they derive rights inherent and inalienable. Hey, look, everybody. It's snowing. In the middle of July? It's a miracle. Fellas, I've invented something fun. The sled. Hey, look, everybody. John Hancock's writing his name in the snow. Uh, they look like uh, they're animated like Akbar and Jeff, which are like Matt Groening characters from, oh. you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah, totally. I crazy. I feel like that he's maybe making a nod to his Oh, I'm sure. Style, yeah. uh, are there any others, or should we go to um, I mean, closing <laughs> unless you think two kids build a nice sculpture of Jebediah Springfield standing between two bears. Oh, I is, love that. Uh, stuff you <laughs> may have missed. Um, I did miss it. Oh, this is another tasty morsel. Uh, Dr. Pryor, remember him, kids? <laughs> um, Principal Skinner, Mrs. Krabappel, Moe, and a red-haired lady play a game of hockey. You may have missed that. <laughs> and you want, would want to uh, rewatch it. Also, the flag outside Springfield Elementary remains still in the wind. I like Hey, guys. Mm. <laughs> Those are Easter eggs. <laughs> I, I do like nineteen ninety. I do like Skinner and Crowbopple playing. Yeah. In addition, I just to like them nice. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, do you have any closing thoughts about this episode? Something that really sticks with you, or that you would like to tell our listeners? Um. Sometimes we ask, uh, if you could write something on the chalkboard, what would it be in terms of something you learned or took away? Hmm. Uh. Let's see. I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is. I'm having a stroke right now. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, th I think. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really blanking, honestly, right now. But <laughs> I would, I would have blank. They should have one episode where they have a blank chalkboard, and it should just be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you fill it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the last one. Um, so if you want to know the chalkboard uh, message for this episode, uh, it says, "I will not encourage others to fly." Do you agree? I do agree. I guess that um, <laughs> Bart knows a lot of PCP addicts. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. <laughs> what Speaking of. Just cause many deaths like I the good son, like Macaulay Culkin and the good son. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, label Otto as a PCP addict, but there is a great line from Otto earlier in the episode yeah. when um, Bart is <laughs> really, 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 really desperate and he's about to walk in and fail this test. And he walks into the bus and Otto says like, oh man, you look really freaked out. Um, and Bart asks him if he could, you know, somehow like crash the bus or, or do something to delay him taking this test. Hey, Bart dude. Oh, you look freaked. Hey, Otto man. I got a big test that I am not ready for. Could you please crash the bus or something? Oh, sorry, little buddy. Can't do it on purpose. 
but hey, maybe you get lucky. <laughs> I love Otto's attitude. I love the yeah. relationship between Bart and Otto. I think that that's yeah, really that's a fun great because it's like future Bart. Uh, it is in a way. We, we've <laughs> talked about not. this. Hopefully, not. we've <laughs> talked about this a little bit. We we're not entirely sure of how old Otto is. He could yeah. be. 23 He's or he younger could than be Bart. like it's weird 57 <laughs> like. but I, I, I do love him saying just like it could be the best thing that ever happened to you I dropped out of fourth grade and now look at me I drive the <laughs> bus let <laughs> <laughs> me drive the bus yeah yeah it's 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 so fun uh, yeah I, I really enjoy Otto it's as a character The Simpsons is like you know um, it's funny because we're making fun of it's so like small town satire uh-huh. a lot of the time. It's like it, but I mean, I'm watching Fargo right now, and I'm like, it reminds me of the Coen Brothers, who are like two brilliant minds who are like making, but they still have a heart and a fondness for a small town. So they're not yeah. just above it saying like these are you know like look at the look we look down at these people, and there is no. some of that too. But it's but like they love them. yeah, when you watch Fargo, like you know, you really what ha- you know. At the, I mean, spoiler alert: at the very end of like Fargo, you know, the movie, like you know, she's like. Like it turns out that like her like small town like heart you know she's she's the hero of the story. Marge Gunderson. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. simplicity and she's a sweet person and everything. Yeah. And then these like out of towner, you know. So I think that The Simpsons has kind of like the same uh, reverence uh, for yeah. simple folk. Absolutely, I and think these to Harvard not people. Undermine them. Yeah, these Harvard writers like were wish like that they could escape from their minds. Like, and you know, and the Charlie Kaufman like explores that theme a lot. He's like, I wish I wasn't so plagued by my <laughs> intellect, you know. And yeah. I feel like I, I I think that a lot. I mean, that's like patting or myself David on Foster the back. No, I'm not <laughs> like I those kind it. of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, God, I just really wish. I wish one. I wish I was born religious. I wish born religious. I wish that I was raised in a religious yeah. family. Would have been such a time saver. I would have not <laughs> had to think you? about. Yeah, I would have not had to think about existential. Totally. you know <laughs> dread constantly that's an interesting <laughs> perspective because i feel like yeah. so often people are raised in a religious household and then they, and then they don't want it. to yeah 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 the right religious ho- uh, religion you know there's only like one pink and right. shoes from the buffet mm, table no it doesn't work for me you gotta gotta go go, no, there go de- home yeah there are, de- <laughs> there are definitely a lot of uh downsides to growing up religious yeah. but yeah I think you always look at the, you know, the grass is greener kind of thing. Yeah, Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. There's always going to be, I think, in, in any upbringing, one thing that you wish was different or yeah. you try to like sort of label as the source of your problems. Or yeah. And something. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm, ha- I'm like a happy atheist. I really am. But there are definitely times when I'm like, I wish that I didn't think that it was just lights out after this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you uh, have a reverence for small town simple folk? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I do. I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles, but in, in, yeah. in where did you grow up, Jules? No, just kidding. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, I wish there's so a part. I mean, now I'm friends with like just mostly transplants. It's like 95% transplants, and uh-huh. they're all from like small towns, yeah. and they all have character, and they bring what we were talking about the snake eating its own tail kind of thing where it's just like meta you know when you don't experience life like they're bringing their you know interesting lives and their textures to and then they come to hollywood you know they come to hollywood and they they use that and they're and i'm like this is actually paul thomas anderson was talking about this too he grew up in the same area of the of the valley Uh, he grew up in studio city and so did i and he talks about feeling uh shame for growing up because he's like all my heroes were like you know, like John Ford went, you know, like right. it was like these war veterans and all this stuff. They were bringing this from their background. He's like, what did I have? I had like, 
my a girlfriend with little plastic ponies on the windowsill and he uses it in boogie nights mm-hmm. and you know but i'm like and then he's like and then at some point i decided to not be ashamed of it and yeah. just use it like embrace the valley and his movies what the uh, that and like pulp fiction a couple movies you know like that like are the only ones that get like the valley right in my opinion i'm like yeah. that is the lighting that is the thing that's stones on the wall in the drug dealer's house and in uh in boogie nights i'm like perfect but anyways <laughs> this is a tangent yeah. no 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 but yeah. i mean i i agree with what you're saying i think that like as a creative focusing on what you don't have and lamenting that yeah um is far less productive than just embracing what you do have and yes. using those sort of resources yeah right what you know yeah. i don't know i'm trying to find a way to connect that to bart's situation in this episode i don't know <laughs> yeah, if that yeah, applies yeah. like he should just surrender and yeah. accept being an underachiever <laughs> um but maybe it could be drawn together in the sense that he should give himself credit for the fact that he is capable of doing this and he is capable of trying instead of trying to fit into an identity that he feels ingrained in as this underachiever and slacker yeah. i love that yeah I think applied knowledge. Been, right? I think yes. <laughs> <Good callback. laughs> yeah. I think this has been a wonderful discussion. This is such a good yeah. episode. Um, I love talking uh, to you, Sean, we'll and I love listening and <laughs> talking to you, Julia. Yeah, thank you guys, you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Sean, where can people find? Really good. Where can people find you online uh, and check out some of your work and your podcast? Oh, well, my name is spelled S H A W. I mean, it'll be on the podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, what if it was? S H A W. Yeah, we're gonna misspell it. It's an S H W. Not a popular spelling of Sean, uh-huh. but um, yeah. Uh, and uh, Perlman, Pearl as an oyster, Pearl. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, Sean <laughs> Perlman. Uh, uh, you know, like great uh, tweets. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you have a great podcast. Oh yeah, little, little cuties. cuties. Um, we all, yeah, we also um, we have a we have a web series that we do. Um, and yeah, Feral Audio. It's a it's a with Dave Horowitz who's going to, to be on the show soon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, thank yeah. you so much. And then you yeah. can find us on our Patreon. Uh, if you if you are looking to make this podcast sound better and just be a little bit more polished and fun and you want to support us you can and get bonus episodes yeah. and other treats all like kinds merch. of stuff yeah you yeah. can go to our patreon account i think it's patreon.com slash simpsons pod or you could go to patreon.com and just search simpsons pod you'll find it urls are tricky guys um, <laughs> but and send a dollar to happy dude yeah yes yeah, send a dollar to happy dude do you wish you could be as happy as me um <laughs> and email us uh everything's coming up podcast at gmail.com with um your questions or your comments um and all other inquiries and you can find me at julia prescott and i'm at ellie gertz and we will see you next week all right bye bye day to be snow day the funnest day in the history of springfield Gotta study, gotta study, gotta study.